0: All right, today we are in class number three in our introduction to the Bible. In our last class, we were dealing with translation and interpretation. And I did present that in in some ways as though it was translation versus interpretation. I did that on on purpose because I want to make the point strong enough that it... uh, moves you over into the mindset that I'm trying to get across and that is is that uh, translation is not just about translation when the German language and the English language and the Spanish the French the Italian the Arabic the Russian when all those languages were made they didn't get together and have a conference about how their languages might be compatible with one another. Now, if you read the book of, if you read the the book of Genesis, then you'll understand that God uh, began the languages as a source of confusion, not as a source of communication. And so, when you're talking about moving a word and a uh, into another language, you're actually, uh, you actually should be more concerned with moving a thought between the two languages in other words two different people speak two different languages and it is true that some languages had influence on one another but just because a language has an influence on another language does not does not mean that those two languages are identical uh, by any stretch of the imagination so when you have two people that speaks two different languages you have to, what you're really doing if you want those two people to communicate with one another is to be able to, to communicate ideas. And so the, the languages are different. The casework, when I say casework, I'm talking about the cases, nomin- nominative, evocative, accusative, uh, accusative uh, genitive, dative, ablative, different things like that. And then singulars, plurals. You know that, all the English stuff that you didn't like and I didn't like and uh, I'm no I'm no uh, expert in that field myself, but th- those things uh, the sentence structure uh, The phrase work inside of written sentences. They are different between different languages. They have modifiers some languages uh, don't really use modifiers as much as the English language might or some other language might and so what you have to realize is when a when a spanish person a spanish person says habla he's not thinking in his mind about the word speak uh, when the english person says the word speak he doesn't he's not thinking in his mind habla because that, the one is a spanish word the other is an english word and the word speak means nothing to a Spanish person that's why if you're going to learn a different language you have to get English out of your mind and you have to you have to find a, a mental grasp of the thought process behind the words and so that's why it's very easy for a child that's born to a mother and father it's easy for them to pick up the language because somebody is relating to them uh, in regards to the thought process that's going on inside the child's mind and so uh, without getting too far into that what I'm really trying to get across to you is that translation of course it's important uh, but in translation you have to find the the thought process that's, that's going into it when you're talking about finding the process that's going into another language then You really can't There's no person that goes around speaking their language perfectly. In other words, there's a textbook form of each language. In most cases, I would say there's a textbook form of each language. But hardly anybody speaks according to that textbook. They speak what is normally called a, a vulgar language. And vulgar doesn't mean filthy. It just means common form and the common form of a language is usually what people speak and they have their own way of uh, relating things and in english we say what's up well the sky is up the clouds are up the sun is up the stars are up. well that's ridiculous what's up means what is going on and people relate to one another that way in every language and so When you're dealing with translation you have to be even more concerned with interpretation interpretation is more important than translation and that is what I'm trying to get across to you in this specific portion of our introduction to the Bible the shortcomings of translation need not defeat the idea that God can preserve his word through interpretation and that is why the Bible says in second Peter chapter number one that the that the prophecy of the scripture is of no private interpretation. the Bible forbids private interpretation and so the Bible deals with all language to language transactions through interpretation and we'll see that very clearly in the Bible Now let's give some scripture on that. Uh, if he deals with, uh, Uh, language to language, transactions through interpretation, I believe the same goes with dreams. In Genesis chapter 40 and verse number 5, the Bible says, And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad." And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. So dreams are are interpreted just like languages. In other words, to me, in the Bible at least, dreams are a type of language. Uh, The butler and baker of Genesis chapter uh, 40 dreamed dreams, and Joseph knew the interpretation of those things. So uh, another instance might be Judges chapter 7, Judges 7, 15. A a loaf of barley bread tumbles into the camp of Midian and knocks over a tent. And that would seem kind of silly, uh, you know, like a rolling boulder comes crashing into camp and tears things up. Well, this is just a loaf of barley bread. It rolls into the camp of Midian, and tears things up. And, well, there was an interpretation for that. That's Judges 7.15. You can read that for yourself if you'd like. But there's an interpretation of that. It means so much more than anything that has to do with bread or tents. And so there was an interpretation of it. It was a language of its own. To the extent that that's true today is so case-by-case basis. Maybe a dream is, is a result of restlessness or maybe it's a result of some business and that's what the bible does says says about dreams this is not a class on that this is a class on an introduction to the bible so i I wouldn't totally discount a dream although i wouldn't put uh, ultimate uh, i wouldn't put the ultimate uh, authority in them either i wouldn't put any authority in them because that's going to depend highly on how they're interpreted isn't it and so uh, i don't know anybody that's well versed in dreams so i wouldn't know anybody that i would put my trust in to to give a, uh, an authoritative inerrant interpretation of dreams would you no i wouldn't either uh, but at any rate uh, sometimes it uh, may be possible and uh, it's from case to case so uh, Uh, i might be willing to listen but at any rate uh, it's it's not uh, equal with the authority of the scripture and uh, anybody who claims that they can interpret dreams uh, it might be interesting to listen to but it should be taken with a a large grain of salt okay so the main thing that i wanted for you to see here in genesis chapter 40 is uh, in verse number eight and it says do not interpretations belong to god Well, that's what I read you out of 2 Peter chapter 1. And if I might read that again, I did read it. uh, I believe that I read the passage in the last class uh, from the actual page itself. But I do want to do that again right here. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21 says, excuse me, chapter uh, 1 verse 20. Knowing this first, this is the first thing to know about reading the scripture this is the primary thing to know about reading the scripture knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation so two great big words they're small words but they're great big words he says uh, this no or knowing this first that no that's a great big word it's two letters but it's a great big word no prophecy and then any private interpretation so there is no room for private interpretation the bible must be read it must be believed and the interpretation of it is going to be i I, I want to say apparent and put a period there but it's going to be apparent so long as it's being read with faith and it's being read with belief it's being read with belief slash faith and you're waiting on god to give you the interpretation of it and most things are simple it says what it says and it means what it says some things are typical some things are dark sayings that are hard to understand i understand that but still you have to read those things trusting that god will give you the interpretation of it and he may it may take 20 years for him to do that and it may be instantaneous because it might be something very simple and very plain so what you really need to realize is that the the translation work of somebody last year or a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago means very little in the uh, in the grand scheme of things because you'll have to consider the interpretation that God wants you to have regarding those things. A little technical difficulty there. I hope that doesn't come through. But at any rate. Uh, what we're dealing with is the interpretation and that's how god deals with language to language transactions daniel chapter 2 and verse number 24 daniel says i will show the interpretation of the thing Uh, so there's many passages like this that deals with the interpretation of scripture the interpretation of dreams as well and so daniel in chapter 2 is talking about interpreting a dream so let's look um And Ecclesiastes in regards to that. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. Chapter 12, chapter 6, chapter 8. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. And verse number 1. Who is a wise man? and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing a man's wisdom maketh his face to shine and the boldness of his face shall be changed a man that knows what something is about has a lot of confidence and, and a man that believes it's really the same as the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 for whosoever uh, believeth in him shall not be ashamed I think that that's the the right uh quotation of that but it's exactly what's being said there a man that believes will not be ashamed and this is the same thing a man's wisdom maketh his face to shine and the boldness of his face shall be changed it's talking about confidence and not regretting what you've thought or believed or said it's because the interpretation of a thing is the end of the matter what's being said and what was meant is fully recognized and there's no question about it after that now you can be misled you can be deceived absolutely but this is not talking about a deceived man and this is not talking about a deceiver this is talking about a wise man who knows the interpretation of a thing and that should should be your aim when you're approaching the bible dear lord help me to know what's being said here Give me the give me the meaning of the scripture. Give me the sense of the scripture, and help me to understand. And once you once you have a great understanding, then you're able to speak with that authority that Jesus spoke with when he confounded the Pharisees and and all of those folks in the in the Gospels. I'm sure you're familiar with that. I hope that you are. If not, get familiar with it. So uh, who is a wise man and knoweth the interpretation of a thing? And I believe. The King James Bible is just that. I believe it's a wise interpretation. It's uh, not a word-for-word translation. And when there's a, when there's a passage of scripture that shows where they had to work on the sentence structure, they they show that honestly and truly. But I believe what you come up with the with in the end is not a perfect translation, but it is a perfect interpretation. And remember, Daniel chapter, or excuse me. Genesis chapter 40 interpretations belong to God and in the book of Daniel he said I will show the interpretation so if you have the right interpretation you have God's holy word you have the thoughts of his heart that's been relayed to you in your own language praise the Lord for that and uh, not only his own thoughts but his thoughts about earthly things his thoughts about what men have said his thoughts about uh, the the transactions or the actions of men uh, how they dealt with one another how they dealt with their own selves God's God's thoughts about those things God's thoughts about the past God's thoughts about the present God's thoughts about the future have all been made perfectly well known and interpreted to men in the English language it is uh, I believe with all my heart the King James Bible so uh, Genesis uh Chapter 40, again, I read you that in verse 8. Do not interpretations belong to God? And that's true in any language. God's interpretations, uh, God's own interpretation can be made known in any language. And, and the the key to that is, seek and you shall find. Why would the English people get it and the Portuguese people not have it? Well, the English people looked for it and they searched for it. And, Uh, uh, they searched for it against the laws of man they paid for it in their blood and if there's any seeking that's ever been done i would say seeking at the peril of your life is true seeking if a man's willing to do something put his life on the line for such a thing his reputation on the line for such a thing his testimony on the line for such a thing as was done with Wycliffe and Tyndale and so forth and so on then I believe he can get uh, what God wants him to have and that's seeking you shall find is the answer to the smart aleck question what's so special about the English there's nothing special about the English there is something special about God's people who sought for God's word they just happen to be English well if you want a perfect Spanish translation get busy if you want a perfect French translation get busy If you want a perfect Arabic translation, get busy. Seek and you shall find. Of course, you have to believe that passage that says seek and you shall find. If you don't believe it, then you won't do it. You'll just make up your own and sell it to somebody for a profit. Well, that's up to you. So uh, when we're talking about uh, interpretation in regards to language now, we said a few things about dreams because I thought that was important because that's what you're going to find in your Bible. You'll Find people dreaming dreams and the answer came through God's interpretation. Whatever it is that you're uh, going through and trying to make sense out of, the interpretation of the matter is going to come from God. You're in a bad relationship or you're in a bad business uh, uh, venture uh, and you don't exactly know what's going on. You're trying to fit something and you don't know what's going on. God has an interpretation of that situation that business venture, that relationship, God can interpret that and make it known to you. Just are you willing to seek? Are you willing to pray? Are you willing to listen to God's uh, reasoning regarding those things? John chapter 1, John chapter 1 and verse number 42. John chapter 1, verse number 42. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonas. Thou shalt be called Cephas. Cephas which is by interpretation a stone now look at the way they put that which is by interpretation a stone so god's calling him cephas he's speaking in a specific language then and the writer here had uh, the idea that he should tell you what the interpretation of that word cephas is and he didn't tell you the translation of it he told you he didn't he said it's a stone he which is by which is being interpreted a stone now there's many Uh, instances in which they give you this John chapter 9 there's many instances in which they give you this same scenario John chapter 9 and verse number 7 and uh, said unto him go wash in the pool of Siloam which is by interpretation sent he went his way therefore and washed and came seeing so Siloam by interpretation is sent so what you're talking about here is uh, Jesus speaking in a language and the writer of this book uh, writing it in a way in which it needs to be interpreted which tells you that uh, the original writing is not the original words that took place, there's some translation work that had to be done there and there is some uh, there is some uh, uh, interpretation that also had to be done so this really in a way defeats a lot of the original language arguments about uh, about the Bible translation to begin with. Well, the King James couldn't be the King James couldn't be the authoritative word of God because it's not the original language. Well, maybe the original writings weren't in the original language. How about that? And so these were foolish and unlearned men and, and the definition of those things, if you go back and read, the uh, uh, some of the old histories, the phrase itself, uh, unlearned, meant that they didn't speak more than one language. You, you can find some of that. In, uh, you can read the history of the Bible in English by F.F. F. Bruce. Uh, you can read uh, Josephus. And you'll find the, the correlating passages that tell you that, that the term unlearned didn't mean that they didn't know anything it meant that they didn't speak other language they weren't educated in that sense and in that way and so some of these folks are are not only writing the original scriptures but they are doing some translation work as well interpretation work as well and so this the original language idea is a falsehood and it may it may or may not be trickery It may or may not be uh, a sham, but it is false nonetheless. The original language argument that your King James cannot be uh, the word of God and authoritative and inerrant because it is not the original language. That is a falsehood. That is not true. So I believe you have in the King James Bible the correct interpretation of the scriptures as they have been preserved down through the ages. But I wanted to point these verses out: John one forty-two, John 9:47, uh, John 9:36. Uh, 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 let me see if that's right or not. John. Um, uh, no, it's not John 9:36. I had another verse in mind, but I'll uh, maybe it'll come to me in uh, at some point. But at any rate, um, uh, in another passage, it talks about tabitha which says by interpretation it's dorcas and i thought that was in john chapter nine as well but oh, i don't see it here maybe i wrote down the wrong reference but at any rate uh, the uh, first corinthians let's look at first corinthians chapter number 12 first corinthians chapter number 12 first corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 10, the Bible says, well, let's back up just a little bit. Verse number four. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues to be able to speak different languages. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Not the translation, but the interpretation to be able to look at another language, to know what it says, which is translation, but to get what it means, to convey the thoughts, which is interpretation of tongues. Now that is a spiritual transaction. And the, the reason that it's a spiritual transaction, and it's said to be a, not just a spiritual transaction, but a transaction of the Holy Spirit. But even uh, below that, another level down, it's a spiritual transaction in the relationship of man Because man has a spirit, and that spirit is a large part. We we say the word heart and different things like that, but that's a spiritual matter. A man is thinking on a spiritual level. It may be a corrupt spirit, it might be a a washed spirit that's in connection with the spirit of God. But either way, man's thoughts, the thoughts and intents of his heart which the bible says the the word of god interacts with in hebrews chapter four that's it's not necessarily what a man says although out of the abundance of the heart man speaketh but a man can tell lies a man can certainly be misleading but what he says if it's a lie or if it's the truth came from a, a, a rumination a, a, down in his heart and in his spirit and so the ability to just say what this word is in another language is not sufficient. What does it mean? What's trying to be related? What's the sense of the thing? And so that's what God deals with. And that's a spiritual transaction. This working of the spirit has nothing to do with the translation side of the question. It has to do with the interpretation side of the question. Verse 11, but all these worketh that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man several as he will now there's going to be very many arguments made against this idea that I've tried to give you about translation and interpretation but how many verses of scripture are they giving you in regards uh, to their argument for uh, translation bearing the greater burden and the greater importance how many verses are they giving you on that how, how many passages of scripture are they using to underpin that see uh, we say that the scripture is the final authority for all uh, manner of practice uh, for all manner of belief and practice but they're saying that just by the merit of what they're teaching they're saying that education is the final authority and that is the bottom line they can deny that and try to twist it around but don't let them twist it around stick to what you read and stick to uh if you have to rely on what you've been taught until you're able to fully form that uh, idea from the scripture itself search the scripture and see if it's true see if it doesn't bear out you're not going to find anything about translation in your bible because it's not there and as long as it's not there they can draw that shroud of mystery over it to the point where you say well they're educated they must know that's not the case that has never been the case they Abraham didn't have a college degree. Noah didn't have a college degree. Adam didn't have a college degree. Uh, These men are not, uh, these men didn't matriculate. These men were with God. These men were with God. And if they were educated in in the natural sense, their time spent with God, they counted that stuff loss and they said that stuff is not worth any more than dung is worth. Uh, compared to what i can get from god and god's interpretation of things about my life and in my life and through his word so very important very important right there matthew chapter 27 is a interesting matthew 27 is an interesting take on things and i think we'll close this class with that we're almost to 30 minutes here but matthew 27 and verse number Forty-six. It's the word. It's the verse I want. Matthew 27 and 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Some people pronounce that a little bit different. Sabachthani. I was made fun of because I didn't say sabachthani. But I, I read a little passage when I was a child that in the front of a Bible that my mother had got for me. And it, it told me, as I was reading the scripture, that some of these words were taken from different languages, and you should just pronounce them as you would pronounce them in your own language, if at all possible, and move through so that there's no confusion. When you're sitting down with your Bible, you're not uh, you're not trying to learn new languages. You're trying to learn what God has for you in your own language. So just pronounce it by yourself. You don't have to uh, switch yeshua for jesus that's ridiculous that's utter nonsense leave that stuff alone when you come to a word pronounce it as you would pronounce it in your own language and move through it and receive from it sabachthani that's the way it looks to me in english that's the way i read it so and uh, i'm not just taking time out to uh, uh, to waste time or to fill space or to run a rabbit that is very important that's very important Some people, oh, you didn't pronounce that word right. My soul got it right, though. And that's the way you should approach the scripture. Read it in English. Pronounce it in English. Get from it what you can in English because that's the only language you speak and God was faithful to give it to you because men of old time gave their life for it. They shed their blood for it. They searched for it and God gave it to them. They were able to be used by God to preserve this for you in your own language so enjoy it don't let anybody take any joy away from you and make you feel as if you were less than educated because you didn't pronounce a word right one of the greatest ways that you'll ever find to show that a man is truly smart is that he miss he or she mispronounces words they've they've been well read but they haven't been well educated by somebody else in other words somebody else told them to pronounce it this way and this way but somebody that gets in they're going to mispronounce words and and perhaps misquote things from time to time but it shows that the information is there and that's the important thing the important thing is not how you pronounce a word but the information is there and I'd rather have the information than the correct um, formal way of doing things any day because God can deal with you through the information, he's not going to deal with you between the. Uh, he's not going to deal with you with the pronunciation of a word. That's God doesn't even care about that kind of stuff. Not saying it's totally unimportant, but I'm saying you shouldn't uh, be made light of because of it. Uh, okay, all right. So again, the I say all that to say this: the importance is not the education only in the sense it's important only in the sense that. You've been educated by the word of God. You believe what you're reading. But back to the case in point. About the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is to say, interpretation, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, This man calleth for a life. Jesus is speaking in a language that they all understand and they misunderstood it. So the original languages can cause as much problem as as uh, any other thing, as an interpretation or whatever the case might be. Eli, Eli, Lamasa Vakhtani. They did not. They said they thought he was uh, calling for Elias when he was actually talking to God. Eli, L. I. My God. Eli. E. L. Means God. My God. My God. Well, how come they didn't they were had it in the original and they misunderstood. So it's about interpretation. It's not about original languages. Keep that in your mind, believe that with all your heart and you'll you'll come out on the right place if you've got the right heart and mind about the thing. Languages can be hard to understand by those who know the languages. Uh, so uh, some of them that stood there when they heard that said, "This man calleth for Elias." They were absolutely wrong about that and it was their own language. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 14, and we'll close here. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and verse number um, 26. Let's read a little uh, back from that. How is it then, brother? Verse 26. uh, Let's go ahead. uh, Let's see. Yeah, let's read verse. uh, Let's let's just read verse twenty six for the second time. How is it then, brethren, when you come together? Every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. So the edifica the edification, the building up of the thing is is the importance. Hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Well. Then you have to really understand the thought and the sense that's being uh, that's being put across. Whether you're reading, whether you're hearing preaching, the interpretation of that thing means everything. And again, it's uh, the Bible is showing you in this passage that uh, that interpretation has to have inspiration. The Bible is showing you that the interpretation of things is a gift. In the other passage that we read. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it showed you that the interpretation of, of tongues or languages is a spiritual transaction. So this idea that, uh, that there might have been some problems in the translation of a matter, making a word match the, match the case and match the, the, the verb form, or uh, that's all nonsense. There was a thought that was trying to be put across In one language, and somebody translated it, and then interpreted it to to show the 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 conversation of thought, the uh, the movement of thought from one language to another, and that is exactly what God requires in a language to language transaction. All right, Uh, there's many other passages, Mark chapter five. Uh, and verse number forty-one, Talitha Kumi, which is the original, and then the interpretation. Uh, I say unto thee, arise. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Uh, many different instances like that, which all go to prove the same thing. Uh, why is the verse given as it is, Mark chapter five, to let you see that the original writings are not the original words, and so the, the thing wouldn't have been given as a interpretation if it wouldn't have, if it would have been. Uh, uh, written down in its original form so uh, this all leads me to say that when you sit down with your king james bible it's the very best english bible that there ever was or ever will be and god has given you what he wants you to know in our own language seek and you shall find Uh, our forefathers certainly did seek and they certainly did find we've been given a great blessing a great blessing second peter Chapter 1 verse 20, I've read it to you already. The Bible forbids private interpretation, personal conclusions without a direct connection within a context, grammar and definitions of words and phrases is a private interpretation. Stay far away from it. The Bible means what can be the Bible means what can be logically and spiritually derived from each passage. The word sound and the word sound doctrine means proven and realistic. These are things you should be uh, greatly concerned with when you're dealing with approaching the Bible and getting the correct meaning out of the Bible. Again, let me say personal conclusions without direct connection within a context. Grammar and definition of the words and phrases that are contained in, in that passage of Scripture is private interpretation what you think it might be trying to No, it says what it's trying to say you should try to interpret that you should try to get an interpretation from god from that well this uh, isn't exactly clear well then don't draw any conclusions then if it's not clear to you what it's trying to say don't draw any conclusions until it's clear and if it's clear it'll be clear it'll be clear within that very passage now you go get another passage to prove get another passage to prove that Get another. absolutely you can do that world without end but what it says within the passage is what it says within the passage if you go get another scripture and it changes what's been said in that passage case in point might be in Genesis when it says Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bore a son that called his name Cain if you go get another passage of scripture that changed that scripture it's a private interpretation and you've basically called God a liar. A verse means what it says and a supporting verse will not change what the original verse you were dealing with says. I'm gonna say this once more I'm a little over I'm at 38 minutes but I think it's worth the time. Personal conclusions without direct the conclusion has to have a direct connection with the context the grammar the definition of the words and phrases if not its private interpretation and in second peter 1 20 it forbids the bible uh, uh, forbids god forbids private interpretation you should stay far from it if somebody tells you a verse means something and that's not what the verse says it's private interpretation it's a heresy so spiritual derivation is a typical allegorical parabolic etc I mean but it must be sound if you derive something from the scripture it can be typical it can be allegorical it can be parabolic but it must be sound it must be realistic it must be it must be easy to be drawn out in a logical sense uh, in other words you can read it and you can see that the that the idea that the parable is trying to relate is it's reasonable it's realistic it, it's easy to see with when the when the when the Spirit or or another teacher that has the Spirit of God is telling you what it says and showing you what it says, has to be easy to be seen. And so uh, it has to be reasonably seen, in other words. Uh, if you derive something from a scripture, spiritual derivation, if you derive something from a passage of scripture, uh, it can be typical, can be allegorical, it can be parabolic, but it must be sound. It must be sound. Uh, Again, the Bible never has anything to say about translation. The Bible deals with all language-to-language transactions through interpretation. And the Bible forbids private interpretation, which is, uh, again, personal conclusions without direct connection within a context. All right, that's 40 minutes. That is about 10 minutes too long for a class. But we'll stop right there and we'll pick up the next time. Matter of fact, we will not pick up the next time. The next time we'll pick up in Genesis chapter 1. All right.